Get some skin in the game with MyBookie, where odds boosts, lightning deals, and free bets await all season long. And with Turkey Day right around the corner, there really is no better time to feast on some NFL action. Whether you're a first-time customer or you've been playing with MyBookie for years, there's no shortage of value to be found in the thousands of game lines, unique prop bets, and contests that they offer every week. Sign up or get reloaded today. Find an edge, make your bet, and get paid. They also boast a fully-fledged casino platform, giving you access to all the classic table, slot, and card games you'd expect to find at your local spot. And the best part is, at MyBookie, the doors never close, so you can continue to build your bankroll even after the stadium lights have gone out. Make the right play and sign up today at MyBookie. And when you do, use the promo code FINSUP to get your deposit matched halfway, all the way up to a thousand bucks. You put in 200, they'll match you another 100 in your account. If you're already planning to bet this season, this is free betting money. It's winning season at MyBookie, so come join in on the fun and win some cash while you're at it. It's Third and Longo, home of the best gambling advice, reminding you, bet to win, but please, bet responsibly. And now your hosts, Tony Longo and Handsome Jimmy. Welcome to the Third and Longo, our NFL betting show on the Fanatics Network, brought to you in part, as always, by Manscaped. I'm your host, Tony Longo, and as always, I'm joined with my co-host, Handsome Jimmy, my cohort of sorts. How you doing, Handsome Jimmy? I'm doing good, man. Just hanging in there, getting ready for the uh, holidays here. A lot going on, man. A lot of sports, a lot of family, a lot of nonsense. <laughs> so, yeah, man. Ready to yeah, rock. It's a good time of year, and we are here to give you some Christmas presents early on Christmas Eve. But before we get into that, Let's, uh, let's handle some uh, cleanup business here. You can follow me, myself, at TonyLongo17 on Twitter. And you can follow Jimmy Handsome himself at JimmyKerns14. That's J-I-M-M-Y-K-E-A-R-N-S-14. Uh, please smash that subscribe button. Uh, leave us a review. Let us know how much money that we're winning you. Because on this three-week stretch we've had, Jimmy, we've been doing very, very, very well. ATS, Locks of the Week, any which way you can have it. We took a little stumble last week, so let's jump right into that and get into last week's review. Jimmy, I am upset. I'm upset. I'm upset because our Lock of the Week was golden. It was primetime. Patty Mahomes on the five-yard line, first in goal, up a touchdown, ready to seal the game off. And guess what? The red zone struggles continue for Patrick Mahomes, and he can't punch it in. It looked like the gods in Vegas just called that one down and said, hey, let's get a field goal here. Drew Brees, score the touchdown to backdoor cover this game. Jimmy, I'll be honest with you. I bet this one pregame, and the line moved to two and a half. So our lock of the week was it was right there, right? The line that we had posted was three for the show, and then our three and a half, and then it closed at around two and a half, 
with the news of Drew Brees coming in, a lot of money coming in uh, on the Saints. So I don't want to say we lost the lock of the week. I kind of leaning towards a push. What do you think? Yeah, no, I, I appreciate the effort. We lost the lock of the week, giving out the three and a half. I, I had it at three. I bet it early in the week. I wish I waited. Once I saw it go down to two and a half, I probably should have hit it again to play it safe. But yeah, this is a tough loss, man. That's how it goes. There's no, uh, there's no half wins here. I saw FanDuel was uh, paying people uh, that had the, uh, what was the safety play? Oh, the uh, Baltimore-Cleveland Baltimore. game. Yeah. yeah, they were refunding people that had Cleveland uh, with the three. Wow. Um, yeah, that's not how it goes, man. Bad beats happen, shit happens. Um, yeah, the, the red zone struggles are real in Kansas City, man. They got to uh, figure some stuff out or they could be in a little bit of trouble when they face some higher end talent like New Orleans. Um, so, yeah, they got to they got to get a little better at putting teams away. It's a tough loss, but hey, you know, whatever. Hey, maybe some well, people out there looked at it, waited till Sunday, and they got a two and a half off of us. So you that's know, it why is what it is. that's why I want to lean to it was almost like a push. I don't want to lean into a loss because if you were listening to this pod on Friday and Saturday, there's a real good chance on Sunday you hit that line in two and a half and we covered, we cashed for you. Uh, speaking on, I just want to touch on on, on Kansas City um and those red zone struggles this honestly this game was never in doubt that's what really makes me upset they had pretty much a two-score lead the entire game you know they make the classic late comeback but Patrick Mahomes turns it on uh I don't know man for me I don't think any team is beating this team in the playoffs this this is a this is a this is almost a lock for me I want to lock in a futures bet Casey winning the Super Bowl who's going to beat him uh, I mean, Tennessee's playing well. Indy's playing well. Buffalo looks really good. I, I think the AFC is quite a bit deeper than the NFC right now. Um, yep. I mean, this KC team showed last year they can turn it off and turn it on, but the difference now, you know, the competition stepped up quite a bit. I remember last year they kept going down by 20 points a game and everybody was just religiously live betting them to come back and win. Yep. Um, I don't think they, they lost- can – they lost four games early in the season, right? They, I mean, they weren't, they were like five and four at one point. Yeah. They caught, they caught fire uh, like end of October, I think it was. Yeah. Um, but man, you know, if you fall behind to Indy, Tennessee, Buffalo by 14 points, I mean, Indy and Tennessee are going to run it down your throat and Buffalo is going to keep scoring. So, uh, you know, I think it used to be a fear of like, Hey, we don't want to get a sh- into a shootout with this KC team. We want to protect the ball, keep Mahomes on the sideline. Well, now, man, they're giving up points. They're letting teams back in games. I think a Buffalo team can go. Trust me, man, I hate giving Buffalo the credit they deserve now, but um, I think that they could hang in a shootout for sure. So, I mean, KC is the big favorite for a reason, but um, even in the NFC, man, New Orleans hung with them. Green Bay could take them. Um, I mean, that's about it from the NFC, but I don't think it's a mortal uh, lock, but, uh, you know, they should be the favorite. I think the best the best team I think matchup wise for KC is actually Green Bay. Uh, the reason being their coverage statistics this year have been very good. They're very strong and they're pretty poor against the run, which actually matches up with KC because they're not getting off to running the ball um, in any good type of way. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire is also going to be out at least until the playoffs now, so they'll have some things to figure out, but. You're right, man. They're, they're a heavy favorite for a reason. You need that, that transformational, that generational talent uh, to, win in this, to win in this league, and Patrick Mahomes is just that. Um, but let's talk about what we did last week. So we actually both went six and, six and nine. 
not the greatest of records. It puts our last three week straight stretch at 27 and 16. That is phenomenal. Um, that's actually really, really good. That puts us right around the 67% clip, which is, uh, it's really good. Like we always talk about, you need to be right around that 54, 55% uh, to be on the winning side of betting, uh, to pay for that little vig in there. Um, so we're doing really well. Uh, I, what do you feel like, Jimmy? I think we're going to have a really good bounce back spot here. I like a lot, I like a lot of these lines. Yeah, we're in a good spot for a bounce back for sure. And, you know, down weeks happen. That's why you don't bet every damn game. You know, that's why. Yep. Um, so, you know, we're not going to clip off 10 games every week when you're picking all of them. Um, yep. There's just just too much variation in the league and too much stuff happens. So we were pretty solid. I mean, we, well, the ones you know, we liked, we were solid. Yeah, we we had some strong ones we liked a lot. Like, like you really liked Buffalo. They covered easy. We both really liked Tennessee. That was yep. an easy win. We both really liked Miami easy win uh you know eventually um and <laughs> yeah a while. i was a, a big fan of fade and san fran with dallas so we had some strong ones we liked um and then you know some of the stayaways were goofy you you, you back the jets i wanted no part of it no one saw the outright win coming um i back um, since the money jimmy let's I, talk about that one second because the money line on that was plus 1000 i think plus like 1100 on that money line if you had the balls to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I saw a tweet. Some guy did. Uh, he parlayed the uh, money line, Bengals money line and the Jets money line together. Saw it on Twitter. Um, and he won. Uh, I forgot what the odds were, but he won. He won like 200 G's or something like that oh on a very God. small bet. But I forgot what the uh, what the exact odds were. I'll, I'll pull it up when we get into here. Nice. Oh, so. Let's jump right into it, Jimmy, because I, I got a strong feeling about this week. I think we got Christmas coming for you at home. Um, our lines are brought to you by mybookie.ag. Use our code FINSUP for a 50% match bonus to cash in on the best time for football betting of the year. Jimmy, let's get into our first game here. We have Minnesota coming into New Orleans. New Orleans is a seven-point favorite with the over-under of 51 Currently, 83% of the cash is on Minnesota with 60% of the tickets on New Orleans. Tells you that some of the sharp money out there is on Minnesota. What do you got for this one? Uh, what I actually like was the under. The numbers gotten away from us a little bit. That's the difficult part of doing this a little bit later in the week. Um, all truth be told, I didn't bet it earlier in the week either. I just looked through it and saw it. It was 52 and a half, I believe down to 51. Now I really like the under here. Both these teams are going to look to run the ball, uh, control the clock. Michael Thomas out. Uh, Drew Brees doesn't have a ton of weapons in the past game. Minnesota has got one of the best running backs uh, in the world right now. Um, and new Orleans, very strong defense and their strengths in the past defense. They can probably hold up well with Thielen and Jefferson um, you know, Cook and Kamara are probably going to do their thing, but uh, a, a big, big lean to the under here. 51 still a pretty key number. Uh, you can even buy that half a point. 51 and a half is obviously even better. Um, if it gets down to 50, it's it's probably a pretty strong stay away. The totals are pretty, you got to stay pretty strict on the uh, key numbers when it comes to totals or spread. But um, I lean to New Orleans here. Uh, New Orleans with a lot more. Well, I mean, they both got quite a bit to uh, play for here. I, I just leave New Orleans. I, you know, Minnesota didn't look great. Missed a lot of field goals last week. Um, 
Minnesota has a, almost no chance of making the playoffs here. The Saints win the lock up the NFC South, and the Vikings need to win the game. They need San Fran to beat Arizona, and they need Jacksonville to beat Chicago just to keep their hopes of a lot hopes alive. Um, Kirk Cousins, I, I saw some crazy stats. I, I didn't look past this, um, but as of week four this year, Kirk Cousins is seven and thirty-one versus teams with a winning record, uh, three and eight as a Viking versus teams with winning winning records. This dude doesn't really show up in big games. Um, he's four and two on Sunday night football, but he's zero and nine on Monday night football. This game's on a Friday, but it's a primetime standalone game. You know, similar to a Sunday or Monday night. I mean, do you want to take the chances here that? you know, maybe the Sunday 1 PM version shows up or is it the Monday night? Oh, and nine guy. Um, yep. so yeah, I, I, I lean to the saints here, you know, drew Brees, he looked a little rough last week, especially early in the game. I think he missed his first five or six passes, but you know, he's going to get healthier as we go. It sucks not having Thomas in there. Um, but I lean to the saints. I like the under and I got a prop. I like quite a bit. Um, I saw it earlier. I like Kamara's receiving yards over 46 and a half. Um, yeah. So that, that's where I'm at here. Yeah. I'm going to side with you on this one. Uh, I'm going to lean New Orleans here as well. Minnesota is basically eliminated from playoff contention after that bad loss last week with uh, Chicago. They did not look good. Kirk Cousins, you're right. Looks terrible on primetime. This is the primetime of all primetime. We get a Christmas Day football game. Doesn't happen all too often. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm leaning New Orleans here, too, as well. The one thing, interesting thing to point out here is New Orleans is actually PFF's number one graded run defense. Um, they're kind of – they're top 12 in pass coverage as well. They're right in the center. They're right in the middle there. They're, they're a really strong unit right now. They're playing very well. Oh yeah, uh, I had that have, back. I had that backwards, huh? Yeah, they have, they have a really good run defense. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The yeah. best in the league, uh, and they had a bad showing last week. But who doesn't against Kansas City? They can put up. They can hang thirty probably against the eighty-five Bears. To be honest with you, I wouldn't doubt it. So uh, you know, tougher showing for the defensive side of the football last week. They're not going to really have trouble with Kirky. They're 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 a good run defense, so they match up well with Dalvin Cook. Um, you know. Minnesota does have the explosive pay, playmakers on the outside, but it's not really translating into wins. Um, if you can, I know we're talking about, I know I use this strategy. If you can buy half a point here, get it down to six and a half, if you can afford it, do it. I think New Orleans is going to cover by seven. It's kind of a push for me here. I think seven is the perfect line for this game. Um, I mean, it's a standalone game. I'll be betting it. So I don't want to tell you not to bet it, bet this game. If you want buy half a point, um, and you know, I, I kind of like, I kind of, what do you think about the over under here? If you want to parlay a little small action, um, 50, yeah, I, you know, usually if you go, so I like the under, like I said, it's actually, oh, yeah, me too. Yeah, it's, it's actually, uh, we got it at 51 right here, and we put that up what like 30 minutes ago. It's down to 50 yeah. and a half right now on yeah. my bookie. So I like the know, under too. I like the under, um, but usually if you're going like correlated. You know, if you like the under, you usually like the dog, especially yep. with a spread this size. So yep. I don't know if I would, I don't know if I would parlay it. Um, yeah, I don't know. They're, you know, they're also, they're, you're also getting six and a half at other places too. So, so look around. Um, yeah, one of the it. other books I have is at six and a half right now. So that my bookie one, you know, could be moving down later to six and a half. Um, yep. So check, check your own book. But 
you know, I don't know about the parlay. I, I'm not a big, big parlay guy anyways, but um, yeah, I, I yeah, I, I can't give up. I would say stay away from that. But if you like it, you know, hey, go for Take it. New Orleans. Yeah, well, let's move yeah. it. Let's move into another uh, aging quarterback here. We have Tom Brady and the Tampa Bucks coming into Detroit. Tampa is a 10 point favorite here. Jimmy, the over under is 54. Currently 62% of the cash is on Tampa with 90% of the tickets. I'll, I'll start this one off. The only reason why is because, ah, man, betting Tampa has been really a struggle this year. A couple weeks ago, I cashed and they, they hit the spread for me. Last week, they should have hit the spread, you know, uh, but didn't cover. They had a field goal chance, fourth and one. The refs gave it to them, even though it, they were leaning the, the sticks out. And, and, you know, there was a clear shot of that football, and they didn't get the first down. I was screaming at the TV because I had them in a couple juicy parlays. I'm a parlay guy myself. Little Throw a little cash on a parlay. Make your Sunday fun. Um, but that one really upset me because they were going to kick the field goal there, cover the, seven point, the four and a half point spread. Uh, and, and they made that amazing comeback and looked in doubt all game. They made an amazing comeback, you know, at the second half of the third quarter because they just own Atlanta. Tom Brady is Matt Ryan's father, uh, and, and he sunned them once again, but they don't cover. And, you know, he, he Tom Brady still gets the Tom Brady treatment when it comes to when it comes to lines, even though they're not playing as well. I saw an interesting stat against ATS, the Tampa – Oh, man, I saw it earlier today. I think they were like four and ten. Uh, they're not playing well ATS this year. I can't trust a double-digit spread. But the only reason why is you heard the news coming out of Detroit, right? I guess all of their coaching staff uh, was close contact with COVID. So it looks like nobody's going to be on there. I think Matthew Stafford is going to uh, head up the coaching um, duties on that team. Let me hear what you have to say because I'm seesawing on this line right now. Um, I lean to Tampa here. I, I know how frustrating they are to bet. Um, I try to stay away from them. But for me here, there's just too much weakness and too many injuries in that secondary for the Lions. Tampa's not going to really run the ball a whole much like we saw last week. They tried a little bit. Ronald Jones is going to be out again, it's looking like. Um, but you want to know the real reason, the main reason why Tampa – they can be the only team to beat the Packers. And then in the same season, they can get dusted by New Orleans and almost lose to the Giants. It comes down to pressure on Tom Brady. Um, Atlanta was in Brady's face and came up with big third down sacks time and time again last week. That's how they got the huge lead. I, the first quarter, man, they had to sack Brady like seven times on third down or in the first half. It was insane. It was frustrating to watch if you're on Tampa. Um, not the case with Detroit. It shouldn't be. They're 28th in the NFL with 1.4 sacks per game, and they're 28th in the NFL with a 3.85 sack percentage. So Brady is going to have all day here in a clean pocket against a banged-up secondary. So um, the line's moved quite a bit, opened at eight. Um, I, it's a lean for me, but it's just a it's a stay away just because of the size of the number and a road favorite, I, you know, the, this Detroit team can score. I know that Tampa defense is good, but they're inside indoors at home, missing a ton of weapons. But I mean, Stafford, I feel like he's kind of like on the showcase, you know, right now trying to, yeah. you know, show what he can do to land a gig on a team. That's, you know, a Matt Stafford away from the playoffs next year. So, yeah. um, I would expect Atlanta to do a little bit on offense here, but I, I lean to Tampa just 
Brady's going to have a clean pocket and that, that dude needs like a killer week. So, yeah, uh, you know, I, I lean the same way. They got absolutely embarrassed against Tennessee last week, meaning Detroit. I've always, we know, I know we've talked about on this pod that if Stafford was in with Andy Reid and KC, he'd be a perennial 5,000, I think a 5,000 yard thrower, 35 plus touchdowns. He'd be amazing. He's got one of the best arms in the league and a tough dude, man. But this Tampa defense is still solid. Brady is still Brady, I guess. I mean, he had a couple beautiful throws. That bomb he threw to Antonio Brown last week was it was a great throw. He's still got the arm, um, so I still think he can pull it out. The double-digit spread is tough because there's so many ways Detroit can come in and cover this game. Just without all the coaches, they don't have a lot to play for. You know, no Galladay still. They're, they're going to shelve him for the rest of the year, it looks like. Um, tough, man. It's a stay away from me, too, but for the sake of the show, I'll roll with Tampa uh, minus 10 moving on to the next one, Jimmy, I know you have a lot to say about this one. We have San Francisco coming into Arizona. Arizona is a five point favorite with an over under a 49 currently 63% of the cash is on Arizona with 72% of the tickets. Jimmy, give it to me. I'm going to assume you think I have a lot to say because it's my lock of the week. Jimmy's lock of the week. Oh, yeah. It, it's really simple to me. We're just fading the Niners here. This team, they haven't been home in like a month, and they're playing the day after Christmas. Uh, I read a thing today where they're allowing some of the players' family to come out to Arizona and visit them. Uh, like the day before Christmas and Christmas, um, you know, then they got to go right back home. Uh, this team, I said a couple weeks ago, we wanted to fade if they get, you know, officially got ruled out of playoff contention. They lose out we or outright last week as a three and a half point favorite to Dallas. Um, Arizona looks good again. Kyler Murray looks like he was phenomenal last week. Looks like yep. he's healthier than he has been in weeks. Um, 49ers are starting CJ Beathard here. Uh, they're, he's leading a team that's just brutalized by injuries this season. And they're just ready for this year to be over, put it behind them. They were in the super bowl last year, now five and nine this year, um, playing again, you know, away from home for a month straight. And then the trends are, are really great here. And, uh, Arizona's favorite or favor. In the last seven games, the Niners have gone one in six straight up and against the spread, and they've been just about as bad uh, when going up against the Cardinals. One in five against the spread in the last six meetings between these two teams. Two and four straight up in the last six against the Cardinals. And these teams met week one. The Cardinals were seven-point dogs in San Francisco when San Francisco was about a million times healthier than they are now. And the Cardinals won that game straight up 24 to zero. Um, you know, I, I think this Cardinals team is back to playing better now than they have been the past, you know, few weeks, you know, last week they played, they looked well last week. Kyler Murray looked great. Um, but they had a couple bad weeks before that. Um, they're back at it now. It's almost playoff time. They control their own destiny here for this final playoff spot. I just don't see a slip up here. I think, uh, I think, you know, this open at three and a half, I'm telling you to bet it at five right now. I think it can go higher. I think you might see six. Yep. Um, and I'm Absolutely. still, com I'm still comfortable with that. I, I think Arizona wins by double digits here, man. It's just uh it's a team that's highly motivated. 
against a team that has spent a month away from their home uh, at the hot time, you know, holiday time. So yeah, give me the Cardinals here, man. Yeah, Jimmy, I'm signing with you 100% on this one. Uh, kind of upset. I couldn't grab this as my lock of the week here. You were 100% correct. You were dialed in on fading the Niners uh, a couple weeks ago, and you faded them last week. I know you said wh- – which game was it before? You said if the, if the Niners lose this game, I'm fading them the rest of the year. Uh, it, was, um, it was whoever they played two weeks ago before yeah. the uh, – because they, they still had a shot, an outside shot at the playoffs. Yep, um, yep two weeks ago Washington it was Washington yeah, yeah. they, they yeah. lost Washington. at home against what that was their first game in Arizona I believe right yep yep and and you also here's a couple things to consider here as well to just add to the emphasis of the point here of the lock of the week you have CJ Beathard coming in he's playing instead of Nick Mullins um there's no obviously no Garoppolo you're not going to see him the rest of the year and you're and you're not going to see uh Nick Mullins the rest of the year they signed Josh Rosen to the practice squad which I thought was interesting they got their guy uh, Shanahan was raving about Rosen wanting him, uh, you know, last year, a couple of years ago. So they got their guy finally on the, on the, on the PS of all things. Um, but he's not going to be able to suit up for this game. God forbid something happens to Beathard. They're saying that Jarek McKinnon would have to probably be utilized in the, uh, the Denver Broncos QB role, how we're going <laughs> to talk about it from here on out. Uh, but yeah, man, the, the Niners, the, the Cardinals, sorry, are playing extremely a lot better uh, Kyler Murray is actually using his legs again. The, the connection between him and Hopkins seems to be rejuvenated. They had a couple phenomenal plays last week. Uh, the Cardinals are a strong team. They're a frustrating team. They're a young team, uh, but they're a good team. They're a good team. I like Cliff Kingsbury. They need this to make the playoffs. Um, they need this game. They're playing at home uh, against a lesser opponent, although George Kittle, surprisingly, they're going to let him play this game. It looks like he's been practicing all week after that, after that, uh, the break in his foot. Um, but George Kittle can't carry a whole team on his back. He's not MJ for the 92 Bulls. So uh, I love Arizona in this spot, man. Love it as the lock of the week. Smash this play. Even if it gets a six and a half, I would, I would still keep smashing it. Uh, love Arizona in this spot. I think uh, I'm looking it up right now because I looked it up earlier, but I didn't write it down, unfortunately. I think with a couple other losses, Arizona can uh, clinch a wild card spot. Yeah, yep, they can. They, so they can. Arizona win and a Chicago loss or a tie, and they uh, they clinch a wild card spot. You know, it's unlikely know. that Chicago loses to Jacksonville now that Jacksonville's yep. in the driver's seat for the one pick. But yeah, hey, that that's what more motivation do you need? You know. Well, I know a lot of these AFC teams wishing they were in the NFC because it looks almost positively that a, a 10 and six, a double digit, a win team is going to not make the playoffs in the AFC. Um, not the case in the NFC. With that being said, it's a perfect segue into our next game, Jimmy. And I got a lot to say about this one. We have Miami coming in as a three point favorite on the road, taking on the Raiders. The over under is 48. Uh, currently, Jimmy, 57% of the cash is on Miami with 68% of the tickets. And let me tell you what, Jimmy, Tony's this is my lock, lock of, the week. of the week, baby. Oh, yeah. Jimmy, this is a smash play for me. Call me bias. Call me a homer. Call me whatever you want. But don't call me and say I didn't take you to the bank. Because this is a cash smash play, baby. We have Miami. I'm all over them. Minus three. I locked it in early in the week. I had it at two and a half. I thought that was a perfect line when it opened up. Um, They're going to win this game. And let me tell you why, Jimmy. 
The Dolphins have a fantastic defense. They've been playing stellar all season. They have the DPOY candidate, Xavier Howard, still playing amazing ball. He had a run back for a touchdown call back last week. He also had a punch out fumble. He's making plays all over the fields. Um, what I think you really got to get down to in this game was the whole speculation. Is Carr going to play? Is Mariota going to play? Um, I think we would have actually had a little, maybe not a different line, but I might have had a different feeling on this game if it was Mariota, but Carr has suited up. He's going to play this week. Miami traditionally or this year has had more struggle containing mobile quarterbacks. Uh, has gotten better as the season moved on, but it's just the case. Uh, traditional pocket presence quarterbacks like Carr, Miami has been able to take advantage of all year. Um, they're in a good spot. The Raiders have already pissed away any playoff chances, chances that they might have had uh, just three weeks ago. Um, you know, a couple bad losses. And um, Miami's hungry. This team, they need to win this game to stay ahead of Baltimore. They got a tough stretch. 538 has the Dolphins as a 32% chance to make the playoffs. And the only thing that 32% chance speaks to is their chances to beat, uh, to beat Vegas and then go on the road and beat Buffalo. Um, so they know they got to take care of business here. They knew they had to take care of business last week against the Patriots, and they did just that. The, the, the Raiders' defense is atrocious. They're terrible. Miami beat the Patriots, which was a, is a better defense, uh, even though Gilmore went out, limited in, in positional players. Parker was out. Kasicki was out. Obviously, Gaskin was out. Uh, Jakeem Grant was out. It looks like all of those guys are coming back. They made a calculated risk to, uh, to sit those players when uh, the coach out of Miami, Coach Flores, said that they were very close to going and they probably could have gone if it was an elimination type of game. Well, this right now has a feeling of an elimination type game, and I trust Brian Flores to get this team ready to go. Minus three. Love this spot. Lock it in. Lock of the week. Lay your money down, Jimmy, because we're going we're gonna to cash this one. Yeah, so you know, I I I wish I had the uh, enthusiasm for your lock of the week that you had for mine, uh, just because you're my boy. Um, I I lean Miami here. Um, it, it just concerns me a little bit. I you know I think Miami wins. Obviously, the two and a half is a lot better. Um, it scares me. You you know you don't ever play it this way because it's you know what are the chances? But you know I could see Miami winning by a field goal here. Um, Car starting over Mariota car coming back, I think is better for us. Like you mentioned, Miami struggles against, you know, mobile quarterbacks. Um, but just what concerns me a bit is Jacobs is getting healthier. The O-line's getting healthier for Vegas. Um, Miami is pretty weak against the run. And if Jacobs in that run game can get going, um, I think they can cause us some problems. Also Darren Waller. I mean, who's going to guard him? They, you know, we haven't faced, we faced one, you know, uh, tight end, even close to the, you know, on Waller's level, I shouldn't say even close because he's better than Waller, but Travis Kelsey, Kelsey and yeah. it was last week. And, uh, you know, and he broke us off quite a bit, uh, two weeks off ago, the top man. of my head. Oh yeah. I'm sorry. Two weeks ago, just off the top of my head, like 136 yards, 10 catches and a touchdown. So Waller and Jacob scare me a bit. Um, but I mean, you know, Miami's, they win, they're in, you know, this is a playoff game for them. As coach Flores said in his press conference, they're treating, you know, these next two weeks as playoff games. That's what they are. Um, 
the Raiders are, you know, they failed to cover in four straight while Miami's the best team this season, ATS 11 at and 11 three. and three. Yep. So nine out um, of the last 10 too. nine out of the last 10. So yeah, I, I lean the dolphins here. Um, but just to lean, just, just cause it, you know, being on the road, it just makes me a little nervous here. Hello. Yes. Coach Flores. No, no, no. Don't worry. Jimmy's more enthused at the minus three. Don't worry. He knows you're going to cover. Sorry. I just had to talk to coach Flo. He's not happy with your enthusiasm. No, I, I love know. this. I one. know. I'll pick up the enthusiasm for both of us. This one. I love this play. This is smash play 11 and three again, ATS. That includes the first four weeks of the season. Last 10 weeks, they're 10 and one, or 11 weeks. They're uh, 10 and one. That's ridiculous. Uh, they're going to cover here, Jimmy. So let's move on to another one. I think it's a little more interesting here. We have Cleveland coming into New York. Uh, Cleveland is a nine and a half point favorite. That line is screaming take Cleveland, isn't it? Um, we have 63% of the cash on Cleveland with 67% of the tickets. What do you got for this one? It's a pretty strong stay away from me, as I would suggest for most people. Um, normally, I would love, 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 love to bet against a one-win team in week 16, whose only win came the week prior as a 17 point underdog. Um, they just won their Super Bowl last week. Uh, they are not going to be known, the players on that team, as guys who are on an 0 16 team. So I would love, again, love, love, love to fade the Jets in this spot. But it's hard to trust the Browns as this big a road favorites against anybody. I know they came through last week um, and covered against the Giants in the same exact stadium. Um, but yeah, it just, just makes me a little nervous. So, you know, I, I lean Cleveland here just because I, I like that trend and, and situation of them coming off what's probably going to be their only win of the season, uh, as a huge letdown spot. Um, but it just gives me some pause. Uh, the Browns being a road favorite, they haven't had a lot of success in recent years. They're not used to it. Their last, uh, seven games as road favorites, they're one in six against the spread three and six straight up. Obviously that one was last week. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and give you the Jets, Jets trends. Like I don't every week because they're always awful. Um, so yeah, I, I lean to the Browns, but just a small lean. It's a stay away. Yeah. Tough line, obviously um, emphasized with the uh, Jets win last week, uh, rolling over in this line. They've been, I, I just want to say frisky. The Jets have been frisky in recent weeks. They've been creeping to cover a lot of games. They've been in a couple games with the Raiders in particular, obviously the Rams this week. Um, tough, tough, tough. I want to say the one matchup is obviously we speak about it every week that Cleveland's uh, rushing attack is where they're strongest. Their offensive line is one of the best in the league. Uh, and they should be getting Wyatt Teller back uh, for the postseason, which will be make them even more formidable. Uh, but the one place where New York sh shines, if for lack of a better word, uh, for a one and uh, a one and twelve team, is uh, their run defense. Their their fronts, their fronts, and in, in particular their interior line uh, defensive linemen are strong. Obviously led by Quinn and Williams, they're actually decent. They've been top six, top seven almost all year again against the run. Uh, but Baker's been getting hot and I know you might be eating just a little bit of crow because I've been on the Baker kind of, let's see what he's got. He's kind of hot. I know we have some text exchanges like, Oh, 
shit, Baker looks kind of good. Well, Baker, I, looked, I never Baker, said that. No, I said that. Yeah, I okay. That. Just, yeah, yeah. I'm, that. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not eating any crow on him at all. I, I, I don't care. His completion percentage is still awful, and his throws are awful. I, I mean, the dude's putting he's, up numbers, but he's uh, making some the, good. Th- he's making some good throws. Insanely inaccurate. Sometimes when he has time and he kind of he can make some stuff happen off script. But yeah, that. Uh, but your pit, your pitch to me the other night when we were talking about it was he's good outside of the pocket, which I'll give you. But my problem is he's a one read. If it's not open, he gets outside of the pocket. I mean, that's not. Yep. That's yeah, not a. That's not there's a. There's no second level to his game. Yeah, but he's not, more. He's more Lamar Jackson than he is, you know, whoever that stands in the pocket and goes through all their progressions. I don't know. There's 20 of them. So. Yeah. Yeah, but, hey, well, but the, Lamar Jackson gets wins, and this dude's got this Cleveland team to ten wins. So yeah, exactly. I, yeah, you got some. I'm probably in the minority minority here, but yep. I, I don't know. I, we'll nope. we'll know in a couple of weeks if you can do it in the playoffs. Yep, absolutely. Uh, and this Cleveland Brown defense isn't good. It's not that good. It, so this is tough for me. You know, you have Sam Darnold there. He's trying to show what he's got land on a team maybe he's not going to stick around next year i don't think uh this is stay away from me too jimmy uh nine and a half it's screaming to you take cleveland it's saying take me double digit win there's a hundred ways the jets can backdoor cover this with a with with a less than stellar cleveland defense but for the sake of the show i'm going to lead cleveland with you as well cleveland needs to win this game because mind you there's a there's a pretty good chance because we'll talk about this Indianapolis-Pittsburgh game coming up, there's a pretty good chance that the Cleveland Browns can take care of business here, that they'll go into next week with the shot of taking the division from Pittsburgh, something we would have never thought four or five weeks ago that could ever happen. Um, but they have a real legitimate chance if just a couple things shake out and, and they're not the, – the probabilities are pretty good. Um, that they shake out this way, that Cleveland could be playing for the division. Obviously, that includes a home playoff game. Um, that includes, you know, they can't really get the two seed right now. But, yeah, they, they got a chance to win the division uh, week 17. So this is a game they need to take care of business. I think they'll take care of business. I lean with Cleveland. Now let's move on to the next one, Jimmy. We got the game we're talking about. Indianapolis comes into Pittsburgh. Indianapolis is a one-and-a-half-point favorite against the Pittsburgh Steelers. The fall from grace the Pittsburgh Steelers are having is incredulous. Uh, the over-under for this one, Jimmy, is 44 and a half. Currently, 95% of the tickets are on Indy. With, uh, 95% of the cash is on Indy with 60% of the tickets on Indy. So heavy, heavy, heavy lean for the Colts here. What do you got for this one, Jimmy? Man, I, that, I, so I like the Colts and I like the under here. Um, that 95% of the cash worries me a little bit. Like, I feel like every time you see 90 plus percentage of cash on somebody yep. this year, they fail to cover. Yep. I think like three weeks ago, the top five teams had 90 on them and they all lost outright or something. It, it was wild. Um, but I do really like the Colts here. Um, usually I'd like to buy low on a team and sell high. And now you're getting them both in this situation. Pittsburgh's stock is as low as possible. Indy's stock is as high as possible. Um, but yeah, give me the Colts here, man. Um, they're just heading in completely different directions right now. Steelers have failed to cover in four straight. They lost outright last week as a 14-point favorite against the Bengals. Um, and the last six weeks, the Colts are 5-1 and one ATS. And their defense you know, is getting back. I called them you know, overrated four weeks ago because they were playing bad. Um, 
and they just had like a softer schedule early in the year, but they were good last year through 16 games. They're looking good again. They're past three. They're holding teams to 22.3 points per game. Um, you know, the only thing that really, uh, you know, that can hurt the Colts here, um, you know, who are in a dog fight for the AFC South uh, would be turnovers. Pittsburgh takes the ball away big time. One of the best in the league at it. And, you know, Phillip Rivers usually is good for a, you know, ill-timed interception or turnover throughout his career, but he's been protecting the football, you know, the, like, the second half of the season, he's been great. He's been, I think, uh, man, when I looked it up, I think he's only got like two or three picks in like the last eight weeks, something like that. Um, so yeah, you know, I just don't know what Pittsburgh is going to be able to do on offense when they look as bad as they are. Ben looked awful last week against a bottom third defense and you're coming up against a Colts run D that's top five and you can't run the ball at all. The Colts have some of the best linebackers in the league. Play action isn't going to work here, which, you know, Pittsburgh tries to do often, even with no run game. Um, Yeah. I mean, Pittsburgh's just way too anemic on offense right here for me, man. They're going to have to be one dimensional. The, I mean, the Colts are the better team right now, right? So, uh, you know, yeah. give me the Colts and, and give me the under. Yeah, uh, tough spot for me. I, I, would uh, respect, we, I would respect a bounce back claim for Pittsburgh, too, if somebody has that's, that. That's where, that's where I'm leaning on this one, uh, Jimmy. I trust their coach, uh, Tomlin. Um, I think they have a bounce back potential here. This is a game they really want to win. As aforementioned, this will uh, lock up the division if they can win this game. Uh, so a lot on the line for, for both teams because Indianapolis is in a straight-on head collision with Tennessee. Um, so this is a big this is a big game for both teams. It's one of the few playoff mano imano games that we have uh, on this slate this weekend. This is a huge game. There's a lot of seeding implications, playoffs on the line. Um, but I, you know, I know it's a lot what you've done for me lately, but I don't want to forget what has been going on for the whole year for Pittsburgh. They were a good team all year. They've had some, I guess, shaky uh, wins. They haven't had the strongest schedule this year, but they've still been a good team. The defense is still the number one rated defense in the league. Uh, they are a great unit. And I think they can take advantage of Phillip Rivers uh, just sitting around in the pocket, not doing much. I know we saw Ryan Finley get shake around a little bit last week, um, even though he's not the most mobile quarterback, but he did some damage. He got that touchdown uh, smiling under the pile. I don't know if you saw that. That was funny. Um, but yeah, give me a bounce back spot. You know, for the sole reason that we've went straight chalk here, Jimmy with favorites. Um, and, and I don't like to do that. And I trust uh, Tomlin. I trust this defense. And, you know, Ben Roethlisberger, every year, I know, remember like a few years ago before he was injured, he always has those couple games against the Jaguars or something that, you know, he just blows it. And he tells, he tells, I don't even know if I've gotten it anymore. I don't know. And then he comes out and he bombs five touchdowns the next week, uh, takes care of business. He's the catalyst for this team. If Ben Roethlisberger can play decent, you know, at least above average, the defense is going to take care of the other side of the ball. Uh, the Colts aren't going to come in here and score 30 points. It's not going to happen here in this spot. So um, I, I'm going to lean. I got to lean towards Pittsburgh. It's a good game. It's going to be a fun game to watch. Uh, a lot of a- AFC uh, playoff implications on the line, but I'm going to roll with Pittsburgh here. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you 100% on Pitt's, you know, schedule not being that difficult throughout. Um, I agree. But, man, you know, 
The Colts wasn't that tough either. I mean, they got a huge three-point win over Green Bay. They smashed Tennessee in Tennessee. But then, you know, I mean, they beat the Lions. They beat the Bengals. Lost to the Browns. They beat the Bears. They beat the Jets. They lost to the Jags. Like, they they haven't faced much, man. The, the biggest games they've played, uh, they beat Green Bay, and they got killed by the Ravens. And then they split the divisional games with the Titans. So, you know, they don't have a ton of huge wins either. They had a pretty soft schedule. So, yeah, I could definitely buy a bounce back spot here for Pitt. But, um, yeah, I, I guess we're split on this one, man. So let's move in one we'll probably be split on as well. We got Chicago coming in to Jacksonville, a seven-and-a-half-point favorites. The over-under for this game, Jimmy, is 47. Currently 70% of the cash is on Jacksonville with 50% of the tickets on Jacksonville. What do you got on this one? This is an interesting line. So, yeah, we got reverse line movement then on that one because uh, this one's moved half a point with all that money coming in on Jacksonville. So must be um, somebody sharp <laughs> has been throwing money around on the Bears. Um, this will probably end up being a stay away from me. I just – I it's hard for me to trust that Chicago offense still. I don't care what they keep doing. I They could win the Super Bowl this year based on only offense, and I won't trust them next year when they come out. Um yep. So this will probably be a stay away for me, but I got a pretty strong lean to the bears here. And again, this one's just situational for me. So, you know, you mentioned last game and you picked the right game to do it. You mentioned last game, we were pretty chalk with the favorites. You picked a game that was meaningful to both teams and took the dog, but this is the time of the year when gambling gets tricky. Um, Motivation is huge. Uh, Next week, we're going to see guys resting. Uh, it, It gets weird. The end of the year is just as hard if not harder than the beginning of the year because you know at least at the beginning of the year every team has a chance to win the super bowl week one two and three you know but by this time you know guys are packed up and gone and i think jacksonville would be still if i was them i'd be benching james robinson the whole wide receiving crew i'd I'd put everybody on the bench thanks to the jets and their monumental screw-up last week the jags lose their next two they can take Trevor Lawrence or whoever they want with the number one overall pick. Oh, it'll be Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, there's yeah. no doubt. We call it, it in sh- already. It's it done. should be for sure. Um, yeah, yeah but you never done. know what these horrible, you know, franchises will do. Who knows? But yeah, yes. it it should be Trevor Lawrence. Um, and then the Bears on the other side, you know, they're looking to lock up a uh, a playoff spot. They're still making a push. Um, so yeah, I, this is solely based on effort here and what you're gonna get. And I feel like Jacksonville should be phoning this one in. Um, and yeah. I think Chicago should be highly motivated. I, I think so too. And I think what the news that I heard is that they're going to start uh, Mr. Gluten-free again this week over oh, Glennon really? and Minshew. Yeah. So they have just a, car- a, a QB carousel going on and you're a hundred percent right. They cannot fuck this up. They got gifted after, remember because they won week one and the Jags have lost uh, 13 straight so they were gifted this pick they were gifted it the number one overall pick they're gifted you know a generational who they're talking second to just andrew luck and john elway coming into the draft they are not gonna fuck this up i guarantee it that's what makes me lean with chicago it's just hard laying seven and a half with trubisky yeah the knowing, hook sucks knowing yeah knowing the damage that he can do to your football team because Trubisky, you know, 
you call me a Trubisky truther along with Baker. I'm not. I just see there's some flashes where the guy can get it done. And I was I was all for, remember, in the middle of the season, I was saying they should play Trubisky. Foles looks trash. Yeah. And from an, from an arm standpoint, you're not losing anything. At least Trubisky can be mobile. And yeah. he's winning some games for them. He did not look bad last week. That's not to say that he's going to look good every week because it's not going to happen. But he's going to trick those people in Chicago into giving him an extension because they're <laughs> going to have a middle of the you know middle of the pack pick here. They're not going to get Fields. They're not going to get the the other guy Wilson, Zach Wilson. They're not going to get him, and they're not going to get uh, obviously Trevor Lawrence. So, you know, tough game. It's hard laying those points with Trubisky. I just think the Jags they have to be packing it in. I know Robinson was hurt, although Doug Maroney said he's going to rest and he's going to play this week because he wants to. You know, it's good to give an undrafted rookie some clout. Like, let him get in the game. Let him prove himself. He's, you know, he's working hard, you know, to build up some stats and some credibility for an actually big contract. So, yeah, man, tough. I'm going to leave Chicago. Kind of kind of a stay away, but you're right on the money. Week 16 and week 17, even week 15 a little bit, it, it, the lines get really hard because, you know, it's motivation. It's what coaches you trust to get people up for games. It's draft picks. It's, you know, you know, draft slot for the next year. There's so many different motivations going on that it, you got to be really keen with coach speak, uh, where the team is at, everything going on. Jacksonville has been a real frisky ATS team for me, as you've known all year. I've loved them uh, in certain spots, but this isn't one. Let's, uh, I'm going to roll with Chicago here, seven and a half. They, they're fighting for something, right? They want it. They want to win this game. They want to win it a lot because they still got playoff aspirations here. And the playoff aspirations aren't too ridiculous, might I tell you. Like, there's a good chance they can make it, Chicago. Oh, yeah. No, it's not a long shot or anything. Yeah. So let's move on to the next game with playoff and Super Bowl aspirations for one side of the team. And uh, the team coming off, uh, you know, kind of Super Bowl, was it, 52 PSD with Tom Brady. So we got Atlanta coming into Kansas City. KC is a 10.5-point favorite. Uh, with an over-under of 54. We have 53% of the cash on KC with 85% of the tickets. Jimbo, lead us off with this one. Yeah, oh, man, I, I'm I'm leaning to Atlanta here just because wow. of the sole fact. I mean, who can trust this Kansas City team to cover a spread right now? Um, failed to yeah. cover in six straight games. They're 0-5-1, possibly 0-6, depending on when you bet last week. Um, in their last six, they failed to cover in the past two where there'd been double digit favorites. Um, and I know I say it every week, except for last week, of course, when Atlanta has a chance to win the game, but statistically this Atlanta team is like the 14th, 15th best team in the league. Um, but they're not playing that way. The record doesn't right. show that. Yep. Uh, I just, I just can't trust Kansas city here. They, you know, Matt Ryan's a different quarterback when you pressure him. Um, Kansas city doesn't do that all that well. Uh, I know it's Matt Ryan on the road, which also is a different form of Matt Ryan, which is outdoors. That, yeah. Which isn't that appealing. Um, I don't know what Julio's status is here. This game. I, I don't know they, they, it looks like they might just be shutting him down for the year. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think so. Yep. But I, I got a lean here on Atlanta with, uh, Kansas city, believe it or not, they don't have a ton to play for right now after that win last week. Um, well, they lock up the first seed if they win, right? Uh, yeah, but they also I, – I, they can win one of the next two. So, I mean, yeah, they, they can win it this week. But uh, 
if they lose, they don't automatically lose it. You know what I mean? They just have to win one of their next two games to lock it up. So, um, yeah, I'm on Atlanta here. I don't have much for it. It's not going to be something I, I'll bet. I mean, if Kansas City gets down 14 points, I'll probably look at a live bet on them. Uh, Atlanta's just – it's insane. I saw a meme on Twitter of uh, five games where they were down to Miami, like 17 nothing. They were down 15 to – or up 15 to Dallas with five minutes left down or up 15 against Miami, uh, the Super Bowl. Then they've blown like 20 point leads with six minutes left, like five times somehow. It's insane. Yeah. They've done it a couple uh, times this year. The Cowboys game. Remember yep. that ridiculous one early this yep. year? I mean, they that just did it last ridiculous. week. Um, yeah. yeah the, the Cowboys one is probably the craziest one. It was a 15 yeah. point lead with like five minutes left. So yeah. And then the, the onside kick they got too. Yeah. It was crazy. So yeah, yeah just, uh, just not give me Atlanta here. I, you know, I, I like betting the chiefs games. Um, so I might look at something on this later, um, find a way to bet it. Maybe the, uh, yeah. But for now it's a lean on Atlanta. Yeah. So, uh, I'm all over the map with this one. Uh, intuition is telling me take KC. Reason being, they do got to play this game because they want to lock up that number one seed. They got to play the Chargers next week, you know, intra-division game. You know, you possibly want to rest some guys, you know, going into the fourth, maybe second half there if you can. Um, you know, if they win this game, they lock it up. It's a wrap, first seed overall, bye week, uh, home throughout the playoffs. It's a win, 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 win for them. Also, what you got to consider is Patty Mahomes is kind of in, you know, uh, now it's kind of getting to a race, at least with Rodgers, on who can win the MVP. I, I, you know, the heavy favorite still Mahomes. But I, if it's me, I, I think, you know, he kind of gives off that vibe that he doesn't really care about it. But I think he does. He wants this MVP campaign after Lamar grabbed it from him last year. Uh, and he can go out and play against this, you know, bottom third coverage uh, rated defense in Atlanta and just because they've been getting better. They, they were the worst in the league for a long time, but they've been getting better in recent weeks. But he can go at home, put on a show of all shows pretty much for like the season finale for them. I think you see him do it. I think you see Mahomes throw for five, six touchdowns. That's how strong of a lean I have. I think he's going to go absolutely crazy in this game. And I'm not just speaking from the bias of a fantasy owner. I just really think he wants to put together, a, you know, an MVP campaign. I think he's going to put his foot on the pedal and on the gas and the, the foot on the neck of this Atlanta defense is, that isn't all too good. Um, and like you said, Matt Ryan on the road, uh, December weather in Kansas City, uh, no inclement weather, but it's going to be a little chilly. Let me lean KC here. They haven't been good, you know, ATS. And, you know, that's because you get the, the, the reigning Super Bowl champion, Patrick Mahomes treatment on the lines all the time. And you got a lot of teams covering those lines, like the Dolphins, for example, you know, like uh, New Orleans kind of depending where you got that line at. So um, I'm going to roll with KC here. I think they put their foot on the gas and they just end this team quick and they end them early. But so, I, 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 they could definitely cover this. Atlanta could cover this, but I'm, I'm leaning KC. So one real quick, one thing to keep an eye on. If uh, Pittsburgh gets the doors blown off of them again, if it's a, uh, you know, two, three score game somehow against the Colts, it's probably not likely with how low the total is and how close the spread is. But if the Colts are in total control of that game, um, keep an eye out for a live play or a second half play on Atlanta. I mean, if, if Pitt loses, KC doesn't have to do anything and they get the number one seed. So 
Um, just keep an eye out for that. You see Indy up 21 halfway through the third quarter and you're getting plus 14 something on Atlanta. I mean, they could pull their guys if they're scoreboard watching during their game. You know what I mean? So yep. something to keep an eye on. Yep. All right. Next one we got to keep an eye on is the Denver Broncos coming in to LA to take on the Chargers. The Chargers here are three point favorites with an over under of 49. Uh, currently 51% of the cash is on Denver with 92% of the tickets on the Chargers. Uh, that's a shocking number. So sharper money, I guess, is on Denver here. Jimbo, what you got? I'm on. Uh, I'm on Denver here, man. Um, I've hit on him in the past couple. Messed us, messed you up last week. Still on him. Yeah. Hey, I thought that was a good down spot for. Um, yeah. You know, it was a good time to get him. I thought it was a down spot. Who they have two weeks ago? I hit on him. Um, I know I bet that one and one on him uh, when they won outright. Um, anyways. I'm on him again. Yeah, man. I mean, I don't know. The, this can't Chargers defense, they give up a lot. Drew Locke has looked, you know, decent. It, last week it was tough against Buffalo. Buffalo's just hot. Buffalo's a buzzsaw. Again, I thought it was a down spot. It wasn't. Um, I look like Denver can bounce back here. They can score points. Um, they're the better defense than LA is. Uh, they They have comparable weapons. People don't really talk about that. I know Allen and Williams are great. Eckler's great. But, man, Lindsey, Gordon have looked great. The receivers that Denver have, they have a young core of receivers uh, with that Hamler and Judy. Yeah, I they, like Hamler a lot. That Patrick comes up with big plays. Uh, he's good in the red zone for a smaller guy. It's crazy. And Patrick. Yeah, he's um, great. So, yeah, you know, I, I like Denver here. Um, and the trends are pretty bad for uh, the Chargers. Um, in the division since the start of the 2019 season, Chargers are one and nine straight up and two, seven and one against the spread against AFC West opponents. Um, in the past five games between these two teams, Chargers are one and four straight up and against the spread against Denver. Denver's owned um, this rivalry, this matchup. So yeah, give me Denver in the hook, man. Yeah, man. I'm right with you here because this oh, I is thought actually... it was three. I'm, I thought it was three and a half. I apologize. Yeah. Three, three. So um I'm with you, Jimmy, because this is actually my Moneyline dog of the week. Yeah, Jimmy, I like Denver coming in here to the Chargers and actually pulling out a victory. You have Drew Locke. I think the number one thing here is Drew Locke, is, he's playing to kind of show this franchise if he can be the guy. I, from what I've seen, because they're, they're where their draft pick is going to be, I don't think they're, they're going to give this guy one more year to kind of put it together. They had some injuries. Um on the offensive line, on the defense, they weren't able to put it together this year. When some people were keen on Denver this year, uh, some people liked them, uh, maybe pull out a wild card spot in that, you know, in the NFC or in the AFC, I'm sorry. Um, but Drew Locke's got something to play for. You're right. They have a bunch of skill position players. Um, the Chargers are just lackluster. Keenan Allen looks like he might be out. He wasn't practicing this week. Uh, so you guys, you got guys like Guyton and that uh, Taysen guy coming into play. The Charger and Hunter Henry hasn't been practicing either. Uh, the Chargers look like the team. Oh, they had a good victory last week against the Raiders. I like Denver in this spot. The defense is the the critical thing here. Besides that showing last week against Buffalo, Buffalo is just a good offense or a good team. They're playing well. The Denver defense has actually been ranked top six all year long. 
They have a really good defense, even though they don't have uh, Von Miller. Chubb wasn't practicing this week, but he's going to play. He's a real difference maker on that line. Um, they got decent coverage corners on the outside, um, and they're playing well on defense. Take away, take away last week. I think Denver is the better team. They have the better record. Uh, three points. You, I think you're getting that Justin Herbert kind of rookie love watching that flashy quarterback. Th- this line, even though it's in uh, L.A., it, it should be almost a pick for me. It should be like a one-point spread. These teams aren't, you know, talent-wise, coaching-wise. Coaching-wise, I, I favor Denver um, because Anthony Lynn is an absolute garbage fire. So I'm going to lean Denver here. I like them as a money line play. If you want to throw that in, I think they're going to win this game actually. So take the three points if you want to play that, but I like a money line too. So let's move into the next one, Jimmy. We got the uh, Los Angeles Rams now coming into Seattle. Seattle is a one point favorite. The over under is 47 and a half for this game. Currently we have 57% of the cash on Los Angeles Rams and 57% of the tickets as well. What do you got for this one, Jimmy? Uh, I lean to Seattle here. Um, you know, they, the defense again, starting to play well, starting to come together. They get after the quarterback here. You know, Jared Goff is a completely different quarterback when he can set his feet, be comfortable in the pocket and throw the ball. Um, that's probably not going to be the case here in Seattle. I know they're not fan. There's no fans there, it, but when you watch these games on TV, even without, without fans, the, Seattle still looks like a tough place to play. Like the sky's gray, that stadium stands so tall. Um, it's just a crazy looking game. It, it just looks, you know, um, unapproachable or unaccepting. Like they just, it wouldn't be fun to have to go into that stadium, regardless of how many people are there to watch it. Um, and I know like, you know, I'm sure a lot of people are going to be on the Rams here looking for a bounce back spot. Um, but, you know, Seattle with a chance to go and lock up this division, um, I mean, you know, it's a big game for both teams, um, but I, I just trust Seattle more here in this spot. Uh, it, it's just hard for me to trust the Rams right now. So, yep. yeah, I'm, I'm on Seattle with a lean here. Yeah, I'm the opposite way. I'm the opposite side of the fence here. I like the Rams, just like you said, bounce back spot. Their defense is one of the tops in the league. They're top three in almost every defensive category you can speak of. Uh, they, you know, it's a classic look ahead game they had last week. We kind of touched on it on last week's pod. They were looking ahead to this Seattle game for the division. I think if the Rams win the next two, they lock up the division, right? I think that's what I, I think that's what I saw. If the Rams win the next two, yeah, yeah, yeah they yeah. lock up the division. Yeah, because yeah. they would own the tiebreaker against Seattle, yep. even if Seattle yep. uh, was to win next week. Yeah, yep, yeah, exactly. So uh, this is a big game for both teams. The Rams, if they lose the next two weeks. They could also be bounced out of the playoffs. So a lot of things can happen with this team. They need to win this week. This is a good team. I trust the coach. Uh, better defensive side of the ball. And although Seattle has uh, rolled off two wins the last two weeks against the Jets and Washington, they have not looked fantastic. I know they played a really good Washington defense last week. They didn't look good. But on the other side of this, you know, Washington is the number two ranked defense. The Rams are the number three. So – Take in those 20 points that uh, Washington, or 15 points they were at Washington was able to score with Dwayne Haskins last week. Um, and then taking the LA Rams, although their offense didn't look good last week, I trust Goff and Woods and Cup and uh, Malcolm Brown because uh, uh, Akers, the rookie, is going to be out this game. But Malcolm Brown and Daryl Henderson and Higby, I trust those guys a lot more than I t- tr- trust anyone um, 
last week on that jet, that jet squad. So, or that Washington squad, I'm sorry. So I like, I like the Rams in here. It's basically a pick on one point game. I think the Rams are just a better football team, just how they're constructed. I know they're one back in the win column, but I think they're a better team than Seattle all around here. Um, and I, I think this is a good, I think it's a good strong spot for them to bounce back. McVay can uh, lead this team, hopefully to clinch a division title here. So I'm, I'm going to lean uh, another one. We're on the other side of the fence. I'm going to lean the Rams plus one here in this spot. Let's move to the next one. Jimbo. We got Philly coming into Dallas. Philly is a two and a half point favorite with an over under of 49 and a half. Currently, Jimmy, looking at the cash splits, we have 67% of the tickets on Philly with 68 or 67% of the cash and 68% of the tickets on Philadelphia. This is almost my lock of the week, Jimmy. So let me jump into this one. I think the story around the NFL was how Jalen Hurts looked. They took a second round pick, used it on a quarterback when they already had I think he's the highest paid quarterback. He's one of the top three still uh, in Carson Wentz. Obviously, the, the benching a couple weeks ago. Now we have Jalen Hurts coming in, looking amazing against Arizona. Now, I know we touch on it a lot on this pod. You need about five games, at least what coaches say, about five games of tape to go over, to watch tendencies, where guys look, how is he on his first, second, third reads, when does he escape the pocket, which way does he lean when he does. So we don't have that yet for Jalen Hurts. I think we saw that against Arizona. Um, he wasn't a top, you know, 10 pick in the league because there was some question concerns about Jalen Hurts' accuracy, his decision-making, uh, and, and that's why he was benched for, you know, our home base favorite in Tua uh, in Alabama. But he's a good he – looked, he, looked, he looked fantastic. What did you think about him? Let me just start with that. What, how did you think Hurts looked? I think that's I mean, the story of the year. Yeah, he's looked great, man. He looks like a, a future franchise quarterback. I mean, after yep. two weeks uh, – you know, I know it's only two weeks, but whatever, man, I – you know, we talked about how good that Saints defense is before. It, that's the first game this kid plays. You know, I thought they were throwing him to the Wolves in that game. I read that from a few different people. Um, and it seems like he he told him to screw off with that noise, man. The, the kids look great. He's mobile. He gets out of the pocket. He's accurate. Got a strong arm. Um, yeah, I don't know how you could say anything else other than the fact the kids the kid's been awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah, he has, he's looked good. And it was two tough spots against two pretty good teams uh, that he was playing. For sure. So, but definitely just changed the direction, even though there were two, there were two losses, but you get this overwhelming sense that it changed the direction of this team, right? Like it changed, they could have won that game last, but they came close. I mean, there's a Hail Mary at the end, didn't make it, but they came close um, against a good Arizona team. Dallas is a much lesser opponent than the Saints and uh, they are. So, I love Philly in the spot. Two and a half points. Jalen Hurts, they, they still got an outside shot, right? They got to win the next two. Hope Washington loses one here. Um, so they got an outside shot to make the playoffs. Both of these teams do, actually. I was looking at 538. I think they one has a, a 5%. The other has like a 15% chance to make it in, something like that. So they got a real outside shot here. Philly's the better team. Uh, even though Dallas has been – they're gaining steam right now. The offense looks – decent after beating the 49ers last week they look I don't want to say commendable but you have Tony Pollard shooting like a bat out of hell out of that backfield looks better than Zeke did all year long Andy Dalton playing some respectable football kind of eases this line into it I know the line screams takes Philly but I think you're going to see this push up to three points at least before kickoff so if you can lock it in at two and a five two and a half I would take it um and yeah, it's, it's ironic because the, the comp after the last couple of weeks 
for Hertz is, is Dak Prescott, right? Not a first round pick, mobile QB, amazing in intangibles, um, quote unquote, won a national title with Alabama, even though Tua took over for him. Um, yeah, man, I love I love Philly in this spot. I think this is a smash play. I love I love picking them with uh, two and a half points. Yeah, this was a tough game for me to come up with a uh, a pick here. I leaned to Philadelphia. The, the reason it was difficult for me, you know, Dallas, they've looked decent. That you know, they have better offensive weapons. I feel like their wide receivers are great. They got I I think Pollard's playing better than Zeke right now, but you still can't count Zeke out. Um, the problem though, I'm, Dallas. A lot of their scoring, I think that score last – I know I took Dallas last week. I liked it a lot. Um, but that total was kind of fake, man. That It was kind of suspect. They scored two offensive touchdowns. They had a couple short fields on top of that. Um, they were kind of just given that game. Uh, so it's a sketchy final score, a sketchy outcome. Um, but I, I, I lean Philly here. You know, they have the – their defense is miles and miles better than this Dallas defense. So I think the difference between the Philly defense and the Dallas defense is way larger of a gap um, than the differences between these two offenses. Um, because I do think Dallas has the better skill positions. If you took this Dallas receiving core and you put it on Philly with how Hertz has been playing, my God, man, this could be a 10 win team the way that kid's playing right now. Um, it yep. just gave me some pause him going on the road now um, in the division, first time, you know, going to Dallas, first time against the divisional opponent. Um, again, both these teams are potentially playing for something here. Um, it's crazy to say that, that they're four, nine and one and five and nine, and they both have a shot to uh, win the division <laughs> here. Yeah. But Hey, that's the NFC East. But yeah, you know, I just think the Eagles are the safer play here. I'm not as confident in it as you are, but you know, I'll sign off on that. I'm, I'm with Philly here. All right, so let's talk about the other uh, NFC Lease team that might take over this division here. They got a strong possibility to do so. We have Carolina coming into Washington. Washington is a two-point favorite. The over-under here is 43.5. of the cash on Washington with 51% of the tickets. What do you got for the NFC Lease? Uh, man, what, what's the line? I'm sorry. Uh, it's two. Uh, two. Minus two Washington, huh? Um. Mm. Yeah, I didn't look at too much into this game because I, I don't have much on it. This is a stay away game for me here. But um, give me Carolina with the points. Yeah, um, me too. I, I'm just going to take the the better quarterback here in this situation, who, that, and that's Teddy Bridgewater. Um, you know, they protect him pretty well. He gets rid of the ball. I know this Washington pass rush is pretty ferocious, man. It's looking like one of the best in the league, their front seven. Um, but – Carolina doesn't take a ton of chances. They don't put Teddy in a lot of situations for him to get hurt or make mistakes. Um, so yeah, this is more of like a play against Washington. Um, I just feel like Carolina is the safer play. Um, yeah. So, so give me Carolina. Yeah. I like Carolina. I like Carolina here too. It's a stay away for me. If anything, I like this under here at 43 and a half. Um, the Washington, obviously, I think it's been noted that Dwayne Haskins actually is going to be able to suit up, but Alex Smith has an outside chance of playing or he's going to play it. I think it's what it's shaping up to look like. It doesn't really make a difference if either of those guys play. Um, for me, Bridgewater is the better quarterback. 
two points is relatively insignificant on this line. The thing that troubles me that we're talking about is the motivational factor. What does Carolina really have to play for? Uh, they, you know, they have, it's lining up for them to have a good pick, but I don't think rule is going to lay down. I, I like it. I like the coach there. Uh, I like how he is. McCaffrey is not going to play on this game. We've been waiting week after week after week. He's not going to come back. The white Superman um, is a tough spot. Stay away from this game. I like the under, if you like really want to bet this game somehow and squeeze, you know, squeeze it into your slate. Um, but I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay away from this game too, but for the sake of the show, I'll lean Carolina plus two moving on to the next one Jimbo we got probably the game I you know maybe the game of the week here we have intra uh, conference rivals or intra conference uh, gameplay here we have Tennessee coming into Green Bay Green Bay is a three and a half point favorite the over under is 56 for this game taking a look at the cash splits here we have 73 percent of the cash on Tennessee with 59 percent of the tickets Jimbo what do you got for this one so I got a pretty big lean to Green Bay here. Um, not a big fan of that hook being involved. Um, it is Green Bay. They put up points. The hook shouldn't be that scary. Um, I'm going to be waiting on this one. It being a Sunday night game, uh, the line, the betting has already been on Tennessee. The line's already moved a bit. I'm hoping that, you know, stays the case. I can get this under, under three. If not, I'll probably look money line here just to play it a little safer, not even get the spread involved. But you know, what we, you mentioned earlier, right, that Green Bay is not that bad against the pass, right? Their, yep. their weakness, they're not great against the run defense. So it, their defense is better than the Tennessee Titans defense, though. If Green Bay gets yeah. out to a lead here, if they can get a 14-point lead in the second half, I, I know Tennessee sticks to the run. Um, they commit to it. They'll go down 14, and they'll keep running it at the end of the third quarter. It's why I love this Tennessee team. That's why I think this Tennessee team – has a great chance of making a run again this year. Um, but this Green Bay team is a different beast. When they're up 14, they don't allow you just to keep running the ball and get back into the game. If you come down and score and make a seven, they're coming down, they're trying to make it 14 again. And if you yeah. slip up, they're coming down and they're trying to make it 21, 21 again. Yeah. So uh, I, I like Green Bay quite a bit here. Um, I like this over, I know that, you know, it's pretty square to go favorite over on a primetime game, but these, <laughs> yeah. these Tennessee totals have been hitting over. I forgot to check the updated record. I know they went over last week. So I think they got to be like, they're like 11 and three or something like that to the over this year. It's insane. Um, and yep. now they're facing arguably the best offense in the NFL. Um, you know, and we've been talking about home field doesn't matter too much now this year, at least not traditionally with the fans. Green Bay still has a bit of a home field here uh, with that slick grass that they play out there. You know, obviously, I personally know nothing about it, but just reading what players and uh, analysts have to say, it's a difficult place to play in terms of footing and if you're not used to it. Um, so, yeah, I, you know, I just see Green Bay – this Tennessee defense is one of the worst in the league. Um, yep. That's, that's what gives me pause from betting them as like a sneaky AFC or Super Bowl dog. Um, and you know, green Bay's they, they, I feel like they're going to light them up. Green Bay can name their number here. So I'll also go probably go pretty square and look at the green Bay team total here, which will be hitting around like probably 30 uh, and a half or so. Um, yep. So yeah. Yeah. Give me green Bay here, man. Pre pretty, pretty big too. I, I like them in this spot. I like this one. Uh, it's interesting. These are the number one and number two 
PFF rated offenses right now. Uh, you'd think the Chiefs would be up there, but they're not. They're currently ranked actually number four um, uh, per PFF grading. So the number one, number two. So the over seems seems nice. You're right. Green Bay has the better coverage defense here. What really intrigues me is uh, Tennessee is actually the third worst, uh, get the third worst rate at rushing the quarterback. And, you know, that's what you have to do with a quarterback like Rodgers, right? You have to get him off his spot, make him, make him make quicker reads because once you get a little pass rush in there that gets like a QB hit, you know, he's, he's at that point in his career where he's throwing the ball down to the guy off the screen, throwing it at his feet. He's just not trying to take the hit. So if you get to him, you can put Green Bay in some uncomfortable situations. Tennessee cannot do that as a defense. They're terrible on coverage as well. Um, and on the other side of the football, Green Bay's coverage is good, but their run defense is not. So that actually lines up with what Tennessee likes to do, set up the play action. You know, Green Bay will be forced to, you know, try to maybe stack seven, you know, in the box, eight in the box. So it's an interesting matchup for sure. Two high-powered offenses. Ten, uh, the Titans, ten, Tannehill is playing exceptional football. He's, we got to say, he's at least a 10, you know, top 10, top eight quarterback in the league right now. I saw an interesting stat. Since he started uh, for the Titans, it was, it was midway through last year, was it, right? Um, he's number one in passing yards, passing touchdowns, passing QBR. Like almost every side you can think of, he's even ahead of Mahomes right now. Uh, so he's good. He's just good. He's a good quarterback, whether it's the system and, you know, they got a strong running game. But he's throwing lasers on the field. Like some of the connections he has with A.J. Brown all year are just ridiculous. Um, so they're playing well. This is a tougher game than coming into Green Bay. Three and a half scares me. Mm, Jimbo, I'm going to take Tennessee because of that hook. I think Tennessee is going to be able to keep this one close. They're a classic team. They are always coming back in the fourth. I think they can get this within a field goal and Rodgers runs out the clock. If you want to bet this, I would like to throw this like in a money line favorite parlay. I think Green Bay is probably going to win this game. But with the hook, I think Tennessee can keep this one close here. Uh, so for the sake of the show and the line and respect to what we do and how we do business, I'm going to lean on the other side of this one, Jamie. I know you love it, but I'm going to take Tennessee plus three and a half here. So uh, one other thing I'd like to point out, keep an eye on that Seattle game. If, uh, if Seattle slips up and they lose to the Rams here, not that the Packers need extra motivation, but they can clinch the one seed this week uh, with oh, a yep. Seattle loss and a win. So, yep. Yep. Nice. Uh, so let's move on to the last game uh, on this slate, Jimbo. We got Buffalo coming in a seven and a half point favorites against New England. The passing of the torch, if you will. This is on Monday night football. Looked a lot better when they scheduled this game uh, at the beginning of the year. But we have um, New England or Buffalo coming in a seven and a half point favorites. Like I said, over under a 46 cash splits. We have 98% of the cash on Buffalo, 66% of the tickets. Jimbo, lead off this last game for us, Monday night special. So I am thinking I am on the Bills here. I got to I gotta lean on them. Um, you know, I know uh, this is a time for them now. This is to put the final nail in the coffin, the statement. So they clinched the division. Um, but if now they were to go into New England and lose this game, that's not going to shut up any of these New England fans. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you guys won yeah. the division, but you still couldn't beat us here in Buffalo, uh, a place that they have struggled mightily uh, over the past 20 years, whatever it was. Yeah. Um, 
New England, nothing to play for, man. They they just look bad. Newton, you know, this Bills defense isn't great, but I can't trust Newton, Newton in that New England offense. No weapons over there, man. Now they're missing, you know, uh, they're missing Gilmore on defense, which is horrible against this Buffalo team. Uh, expect Diggs to go off. They're missing He's Harris play at, too. The, at the running back position. They're missing a couple running backs. Um, Bills have covered in six straight, longest streak in the NFL. Um, but like I've said, they struggled against the Pats, uh, in the past. Um, they didn't cover earlier this year as a four point favorite. And since hiring McDermott in 2017, they're one in six straight up against the Pats two, four and one against the spread. Josh Allen's one in three straight up. Um, but the bills are nine and five ATS on the season. They're playing for something. They can just, this, like I said, this is it. They, they clinched the AFC East. Now they get a chance to go to New England and just really make a statement and just blow this team out of the water, make it even better, kind of uh, exercise some demons here. So, yeah, yep. give me Buffalo. They just – New England can't match up with this offense no. anymore. With no. the op, with the opt-outs and now Gilmore gone, it, they, Buffalo, again, here, I don't care that they're on the road. They play in cold weather. They, they play in these situations. Um, yep. Butler's so, yeah. out too, their linebacker. So, yeah, yeah. Buffalo is going to be able to name their price here, man. Whatever they want, they want to drop forty, they're going to drop forty. Yeah, and they didn't let off the gas last week against Denver either. Um, yeah, this is a little trickier than at first glance for me. Buffalo does have something to play for because they can try to grab the number two seed still. Uh, so they want to win this week. They'd almost lock it up, I think, because of the conference records. I think they'd lock it up if they if they win this week, right? Don't they lock it up? Who's that? I'm sorry. I had to, the second uh, seed. If, if Buffalo wins this week, I think they need one or two other things to shake out their way. Oh um, yeah. I'll look it up while you finish, but I, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. So Buffalo can lock up there. They're fighting for the two seed. They're pretty much in control. They have it now, uh, especially if they put away this bad reeling Patriots team, Bill Belichick, you can always count on him for some schemes some stuff, especially against a division rival, but it didn't work last week against Miami. And it's tough to say, but this Buffalo team is better than Miami at this point in the season. So, especially the offensive side of the ball. I expect the Bills to be able to, you know, this defense isn't the New England defense of last year. I expect the Bills to hang 30 on them. And I don't expect, I don't, I can't see the Patriots hanging 20. I can't see them scoring 21, 24 points. So it, just off of that logic alone, I have to take the Bills here. If I think they're, they're going to put up 30 and the Patriots can't put up 21, you got to take, you got to take the spread here, right? So we went pretty chalk this week. But don't be scared. Pick your spots because as we move in this week 16, week 17, it's going to be more chalk because you're going to have playoff teams fighting for something against teams that don't have any motivation to play. So you might be more chalk than usual. I know on this pod, we're not chalk at all. We pick dogs all of the time covering those spreads because uh, that's usually where sharp money plays are. Um, so, But this is one this week and this game in particular, I'm going to roll with the bills here. Um, seven and a half points. I've seen it at seven at some spots. If you can get it at seven, it's even better. Um, but I like, I like the bills here, man. Just off of just the straight thinking logic of like, who, how many points can they score? The Pats, they're not going to score 20 and the bills are going to put 30 on them. So there you go. I mean, that's, that wraps it up. What so did you have for the, the second seed? The, the bills have a very good shot to lock up the two seed this week. Uh, the bills need Pittsburgh a win. Loses, right. They need Indy to beat Pittsburgh, and they need Green Bay to beat Tennessee. 
Um, so they'll know going into the game uh, if they can yeah. lock it up. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Nice. What should, hey, which, which would be great for us as Dolphins fans because if they can lock 100%. it up this week, they, they shouldn't be starting anybody next week or at least, you know, at the very least, you know, playing guys half a game or something. But yeah, fingers crossed, man. One one thing at a time, just like this pod, we take care of business one thing at a time. Any closing notes for us, Jimbo? No, nah, man, I'm ready to rock, ready to get it going. We got football Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Let's and get Monday. into it, man. And Monday, and Monday. yeah. Let's, we got let's a get into four it, man. game special Christmas special. Christmas is coming early and late this year. Um, Jimmy, man, I had fun as always. Everyone listening at home, please smash that subscribe button. Leave us a comment, a review. Let us know how much money we're winning for you because I know on this heater that we've had, we have been doing a lot for your wallet. Guys, I hope everyone has a merry, happy Christmas. Spend it with your family. Have some fun. You know, hang around the Christmas tree, maybe with some hot cocoa or maybe some spiked eggnog while you're watching these games. Jimmy, man, happy Christmas. Merry Christmas to you as well. Yeah, Merry Christmas, man. Happy holidays. Hope you have a great time, man. And everybody out there, be safe, have some fun, enjoy it. Yeah. If you listen to this pod, I hope we can cash you in to give you some reimbursement checks on your Christmas uh, spending list. Uh, as always, you can catch us next week. Jimbo, we're closing in. We're wrapping up in the schedule here, but we're having lots of fun. We're winning lots of money, man. Pleasure. I'll talk to you soon. All right, brother. Take care. Peace. Additional support comes from our friends at Manscaped, the winning name in men's below-the-belt trimming, offering engineered tools for your family jewels. Jingle balls to the walls, fellas. The holiday season has come once more, so return those pubes to the times of yore. Get yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season with the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. You've skipped the tricks, now avoid the nicks. With the Lawnmower 3.0's proprietary advanced skin safe technology, this trimmer cuts on your nuts. Not to mention it's waterproof power so you can shave in the shower. Also included in the perfect package is the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer, the Crop Reviver for quick spritz refreshing, a pair of Manscaped high performance anti-chafing boxers, and a t-shirt. Go to manscaped.com and use the promo code FINSUP to save an instant 20% and get free shipping. Tis the season to trim the trees and feel the breeze between your knees. Manscaped, your balls will thank you.